Are we possibly seeing the future of San Diego goals and maybe Ducks goaltending right now? We might be. <laughs> no, seriously. We might be seeing the future of goaltending right now in San Diego. I'll talk about that and more on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. And just a reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD right there. And hey, you know, just make sure you're tuned in whenever the show gets out. Um, Just want to peel back the curtain a little bit. I've been working pretty much every day since I got back from San Jose. So, you know, I left for San Jose. The audio itself was not working. So there is another video up that was a live show a couple days ago. And then wound up working pretty much all night, all day yesterday. So now that it's raining, I could finally hammer out some shows and work on some podcast stuff. So that's what's been going on just the last few days. We'll be back with our normal podcasting schedule next week thank god all right but i have been watching goals hockey and the reason i've really been keyed into the goals is because there's a goaltender that's playing right now that has been a little bit out of his mind and dare i say he might be my pick for the number one next season and that's assuming that lukas dostal is the backup for John Gibson next season. And this is also assuming that Anthony Stolarz is gone after this season. We can't make those assumptions quite yet. Dostal, still very young. And who I'm going to talk about, also very young, even younger than Dostal. I'm talking about Gage Alexander. So I'll talk more in depth about the games themselves after the first break. But I just want to talk about the future of Ducks slash goals goaltending. Right now, you have on the depth chart, you have number one, John Gibson. Number two, Anthony Stolarz, even though he's injured right now and is still going to be out for a little bit. Then you have Lukas Dostal. And right under Dostal, you had, keyword, had Ole Eriksson Ek as the backup for Lukash Dosal. So let me back up a little bit. Erickson Eck last season was starting to put up some somewhat decent numbers and was starting to look like he would have the permanent backup role for Dostal because there was another very young goalie out in the wings that was not quite ready. And at the time, he was only 19 years old and he was going to play another year at juniors at the WHL for the, I believe, Winnipeg Ice. Then we go into this year's rookie camp, and I will say, going to watch the rookie camps this season and last season, I was impressed with Gage. I mean, the year before, I was impressed with Dostal, especially during that playoff. But Gage Alexander struck me as someone that I think could succeed very well with the Ducks and the San Diego goals, and even more so, someone that I think the team could... I don't want to say build around, but someone that I think they can put a lot of faith in and feel comfortable in that position. 
And if you're a Ducks or a Goals fan, you've got to feel pretty good that the Ducks have put faith in this young netminder. And they have been doing that for a couple of years. You know, inviting him to rookie camp at such a young age and bringing him back and back again. That tells me that they have faith in him. That tells me that they might be ready to move on from Stolarz. I mean, that's what it's saying right now. And especially given the job that Gage Alexander has done since he has come up from juniors this season, I can safely say that I think Gage Alexander might have the number one role right now in San Diego. As as sad as this is for Ole Eriksson Ek, I think Alexander should be your number one goalie right now. And I know this screws over Ole Eriksson Ek. John Broadman and I f- have talked about this in the past, that Ole Eriksson Ek was given kind of a raw deal there, which is true. But you have to go with the hot goaltender, and you have to go with the goaltender that has been better technically, better numbers. Oh, you know what? I can back that up. And this is thanks to Sean O'Brien, who is the host or one of the hosts of the Calder Farmstead podcast. It's Sean and Sarah Avampado, who are the hosts for the Calder Farmstead. And they've talked about San Diego a little bit. They haven't really talked about Gage Alexander yet because he's only just come up playing out of the WHL. In six games, he's done pretty well. In fact, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to mosey on over and bam, there we go. And special thanks to Sean O'Brien for letting me use this for this podcast. So he has a goalie metric here that has a defensive environment rating on the x-axis and goals saved above average per 60 on the y-axis. And if you look at those goals, goalies right there, you have two of them clearly on the bottom, the bottom one being Ole Eriksson Ek. And the two towards the top, Lukas Dostal is on the top, but right under Lukas Dostal, there we find Gage Alexander. He's only played six games, 335 minutes, but the goal saved above average per 60, 0.25. That's quite good. Defensive environment rating, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's working hard. The goals are giving up too many shots, way too many. But look at that percentile rank, 95.6%. In just under six games, he's already showing that he's a quality starter in the AHL. And let me, let me remind you, he's only 20 years old. He's not even old enough to drink in the States yet. But I look at someone who's got a long reach. He's a big-bodied goaltender, 6'6", 205. He has also got a long reach. He's almost got a 7-foot wingspan. And getting to watch this up close... I could see that he's got that long reach. If he's on the right side, he could use that left side to just, you know, stick away or blocker away a puck. Like he could stick one away. He could blocker one away. He's good with both hands. The glove side, still quite good. If I could nitpick and find any, I guess, you know, weakness right now. I mean, the only weakness 
might be the seven hole and that's it. But, you know, that's not much of a weakness because, again, he's got a very long reach on him. Lateral movements are great. Five hole, he closes it very effectively. He goes from post to post quite well. So it's really hard to find a a very noticeable weakness in his game right now. And in those six games, he's 3-2-1. Save percentage of 9-11. Goals against 269. The goals against is really not bad. And for him to be in that high of a percentile rank in the American Hockey League, that's very good. And as you can see on this little chart that he has here, the top left, hard work, good results. Bottom left, hard work, bad results. And you have to have that axis skewed a little bit for the San Diego goals because their goalies work the hardest in the American hockey. Oh, wait. Ducks fans, that sound familiar to you? <laughs> Working too hard, seeing too many shots. If this is familiar to the Ducks fans, it, it should be. It should be familiar because the San Diego goals right now give up just a plethora of shots. How many shots? I'm glad you asked. Even strength goal differential is another table, and I'm just going to move out of here. Even strength goal differential right now is 1.75 goals for the San Diego goals and 2.77 against. That is more than a goal difference. Oh, how about shot differential? I'm glad you asked that too. San Diego shoots it 26 times per game. They allow 33 shots per game. That's a shot differential of about 7, negative 7 per game. That is by far, and it's not close, folks, by far the worst goal differential in the American Hockey League, and they allow the most shots per game at 32.74, almost 33. Yeah, it's by far the most shots. And to see Gage Alexander already put in the work, and one game in particular, which I will talk about after the break, watching him work during that game, he was fairly calm, cool, and collected. And that's what you ultimately want in your goalie. You want someone that's going to be calm. You want someone that is going to just do the hard work and have it pay off. And I'm excited about Gage Alexander personally. I would be happy. I'd be thrilled, in fact, if he was the number one goaltender for San Diego next season. Hmm. Could be the future of the organization. We'll see. All right. We're going to head to the first intermission. That one ran a little bit long. So I'll talk about the two games that happened last week. Talk about the upcoming games after the first intermission. So stay locked in. But first, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And, you know, we're coming close to the end of the NBA and the NHL season. And if you're a new customer, that's great. Because you get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you could bet on everything from the money line to, you know, same-game parlays. 
That's for a bigger payout, folks. It's that easy. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet of up to 1000 bucks back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Once again, I've been covering minor league hockey for a while. I'm also doing public address for the Firebirds. So if you're in the Coachella Valley, check out a game there. All right. So we're going to talk about the last two San Diego goals games that took place. Yeah, this is a goals podcast. We'll have a regular Ducks podcast later on. And the last two goals games. I, for me, I would say they were all about Gage Alexander, which is why I led off with that. Because in the last two games, Gage Alexander proved that he belonged in the pros. Now, let me just have this caveat really quick. Alexander is 3-2-1. Okay. He is 3-0 against Tucson and 0-2-1 against everyone else. To be fair, one of those games was against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. The Firebirds are a very good team. They're number one in the entire league. Ontario, also a very good team. They're a playoff-bound team. Bakersfield, okay, that was just a tough game, that Baco game. That was one that was kind of like a weird one in flux. I thought Gage did a fine job, but, you know, no one supported Chase DeLeo and Rocco Grimaldi in that game. So, whatever. He got no goal support in that game. But the other two games, the Rain game, the Firebirds game, he gave up four goals. In the three wins, he's given up one, two, and one goal. So let's go over the first game against the Tucson Roadrunners at the Tucson Convention Center, home of the Roadrunners. That first game went into overtime. And this is where I I kind of say this half-jokingly, half-not, the Ducks Won that Josiah Slavin trade, yeah! Because he scored the game-winning goal in overtime. Not long into the overtime. Goals won the faceoff, had control, didn't give it up. Slavin, 15 seconds in, scored the game-winning goal in overtime. From Michael Delzato and Chase DeLeo. Have you noticed how much more efficient San Diego's game has been since Chase DeLeo has come back, you want to talk about someone that has had a huge impact for San Diego. That's who it is right there. Chase DeLeo, the captain for the goals. Without him, they were lost. They're beginning to find their way a little bit. And it showed in that victory. Also, props to Josh Lapina scoring in there as well. Chase DeLeo, a goal and an assist. A goal to, at the time, take the lead. You know, he was just fantastic. But let me talk about Gage Alexander again. 31 shots, 29 saves, a couple of great just stay at home, use that long reach, and just show me the glove, and bam, just toss it down. Love that from him. So he was excellent in that first game. 
I will also say that Tucson was so shorthanded in that game. They skated down two skaters because Kesselring was about to come in. You know, the Coyotes made some trades. Tucson was running too short. So, you know, they, they looked tired by the end of the game. The following game, Kesselring comes in and, you know, does what he normally does. He hits hard. He tries to win the game himself. But this was truly the Gage Alexander show. And you ready for this? In almost 65 minutes, he saw 40 shots on goal. 40 shots. Sound familiar, Ducks fans? It should. Because the Ducks always, I shouldn't say this really, they always allow 40 shots on goal. Well, San Diego's kind of the same way. They allowed 40 shots against the Roadrunners and actually got the win. This was the game where I said, oh, damn. This kid belongs. He belongs in the A right now. He's only 20. If this sounds familiar to all the goals and Ducks fans here, it should. I remember a particular goaltender that was also 20 years old. Go with me on this, all right? All right, just just go with me on this. There was a 20-year-old goaltender back in the day that was impressing everybody in the bubble, and he looked really good in doing so. Again, at the time, he was 20. And then they went into this weird Pacific Division playoff, and he proved that he was poised at such a young age. His goals against was also hovering just under three. His save percentage also hovered above 9-10. Sound familiar? Well, it should, because I'm talking about Lukash Dostal. Am I saying we're seeing the second coming of Dostal? Maybe. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. But the trajectory of those two goaltenders is somewhat similar in how they're being brought up and how they are composing themselves, how they are making the big saves and getting the big wins. Now, I don't want to say this is garbage time because the goals are, for all intents and purposes, not going to make the playoffs this season. But if you're a goals fan, you have to be excited with how this young man is playing. He is mostly staying at home, making the big saves when he has to, as I said. And on this one, he made some game saving plays when it was 1-1 all throughout that third period. I, I felt bad for Alexander. San Diego got outshot 24-14 in the first period. Let me repeat that. The goals allowed 24 shots in the first period. The third period. Shots were 11-1 in favor of Tucson. 11-1. And that doesn't count all the missed shots that Tucson was hurling that direction in that third period. San Diego had nothing. Absolutely nothing in that third period. It didn't help. They allowed a couple of power plays to Tucson. Great that they didn't allow any goals during that power play. But also, it got testy in that game. It was just raw, intense emotion that I just loved. 
you had not one, not two, but three fights in this game. Three of them. Weinger against Thiessen. You had Witchers, Carcone, Bruyard, and Cracknell also fighting in there. Yeah, that Bruyard-Cracknell fight. Whew! That was something else. I mean, that was a game that if if you loved the goals, that had everything that you wanted. Everything. Especially a San Diego win, despite being outshot 11 billion to like 5. Not really, but it felt like it in that third period. 2 to 1 was the final score and Chase Prisky. Yeah, Chase Prisky, the newcomer, got the game-winning goal. The assist. Chase DeLeo and Dylan Sakura in overtime. Hey, not bad, right? So with those two wins in a row, that really doesn't help. I mean, I'll tell you who it does not help. It does not help the Tucson Roadrunners who are desperately trying to get into a playoff spot. Tucson right now is clinging barely on that seventh and final spot in the Pacific Division. San Jose is coming up fast. They just had a pair of victories against the Ontario Reign. And don't look now, but San Jose is a couple points back with the game in hand. It might be San Jose's spot in the number seven. San Diego, I'm not going to say they're eliminated yet. But given how well San Jose has played, they're getting close. Beating Tucson helps. And San Diego has to go on some kind of amazing run to even have a chance at the playoffs. It could come this weekend. They've got Henderson twice this weekend. Yeah, two games. Friday night, Saturday night at, sorry, Pachanga Arena. So if you're down there and want to brave this rain, check out a couple games on there. It's a lot of fun. And I guarantee that you're going to have a good time with your fellow fans there. All right. Just to close this out, and we're already well over time, so I'm just going to close this out as is. I want to talk very briefly about some of the other up-and-comers that you could be seeing very soon. Jackson Lacombe. He might be the one and only black ace that San Diego sees this season. The duck season ends April 11th, April 12th. The goal season ends April 15th. So they have a couple of extra games. I'm still going to predict that we see Jackson Lacombe later on this season. Probably first week of April. There's a three-game homestand late in the season. April 5th against San Jose. April 7th against... Sorry, April 7th and 8th against the Calgary Wranglers. The Wranglers could do the Firebirds a favor. The goals could do a big favor to Coachella Valley and win both those games. Hey, you never know, right? And we could see some reinforcements down the line. But what about next season? A couple of guys that I just want to briefly talk about before we wrap up. OHL, right now. Their season ends March 26th, but there's a couple of guys that I think are just absolutely killing it right now. I mean, really killing it. And I'm talking, of course, about some guy that I love named 
Sasha Pasujov. Love that guy. I cannot wait till he's in a goals or a Ducks uniform. Maybe even next season, maybe two years from now, you never know. And another player that I have been high on, I mean, really high on for a little bit, Pavel Mintyakov. I haven't talked about him a whole lot on this podcast, but just having watched him the last maybe two, three weeks, he is among the league leaders in points as a defenseman. He's certainly one of the best defensemen in the league right now. And I would say out of those two guys, I think both of them could make some noise and could have a shot at making the Ducks roster next season. And I think I think Pasujov could wind up starting in San Diego next season, maybe work his way up. That also depends where the Ducks lie as far as the draft is concerned. So those are two guys that I would have to watch out for. You know, Sasha with the Sarnia Sting, and of course Mintyakov with the Ottawa 67s. The 67s, they won their division. They will have the top seed in the playoffs. Mintyakov, I think, is going to stay up with Ottawa because, you know, why would he leave? And as for the Sarnia Sting, they've clinched a playoff spot. They're right now number three in their conference. I could see them winning a round or two, which would put that into late April, and then that'd be it. So those are two guys I just wanted to briefly, very briefly talk about before we wrap up. All right, it's raining pretty hard right now, so I'm going to end this right now. But I want to thank you all for sticking with it. Love another podcast shortly. Talk about the last couple of games. Talk about, you know, why in the world the Ducks are playing these national games. And talk a little bit about Trevor's egress. So that'll be coming up next. And then we'll talk about later on on a different podcast, Ducks versus Flames. How that went down. But in the meantime, thank you so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, ad free on Amazon, and on YouTube as well. And also, thank you for your continuous support. It is very greatly appreciated. And also, by the way, if you check out my personal Twitter, you might see a couple videos might be worth watching. I mean, I'm pretty happy about it. So once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Uh, Remember to be safe out there, especially in this rain. Be kind to one another. And Ducks and Gulls fly together. (laughs) 